Hey guys, this episode of Diary of a Working Actress is sponsored by MoviePass. Head on over to moviepass.com slash partner slash working actress to find out how you can see unlimited movies in theaters courtesy of me and my friends at MoviePass. Now, let's get into the show. I'm your host, Iman N. Milner. I am writing solo this week. Thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode with Kalila Joy and Javicia Leslie from Chef Julian. Thank you guys for all the wonderful comments. And um, it was a really fun episode, so I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. There's been crazy stuff going on. I don't know. Batman vs. Superman came out. Has anyone seen it? I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to see it. Um, it kind of got torn apart in terms of like critics and Rotten Tomatoes, but apparently Ben Affleck gives a really awesome performance as Batman. I literally have seen him lauded as the best Batman of our generation. So I'm interested to see that. Um, what else has been going on? Um, a lot of casting has rolled out for different shows and um, there's a Romeo and Juliet show coming out that is gonna be a Shondaland show. I'm really ex interested and excited to see that. Um, I went to school for classical theater, so I love Romeo and Juliet. It's one of my favorite plays, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm not sure if it's actually going to be set in, like, Victorian times. Is that the right time? Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. Um, or if it's going to be, like, brought up to modern day. But um, the girl who's playing Juliet is a black actress, and that should be really interesting and really cool. And she joins uh, Jamika Hinton, who is on Grey's Anatomy, but now she's going to be the lead on another Shondaland show. So, you know, Shonda Rhimes is, is staying true to her um, diversity queenship. So that should be interesting as well. Let's see what else is happening. Um, there's been a lot of, like, random, weird celebrity stuff happening. Like this whole... Kalani and Kyrie Irving and Party Next Door, who I have no idea who this kid is. I literally had to ask my boyfriend who he is because I don't know him. But honestly, guys, you know, it's been really hard for me to even want to record the podcast. Mostly because I just have been, like, battling my own, like, disappointment and not getting a role that I really wanted to get. And, you know, really feeling like I have to work super, super hard and 20 times harder than a lot of, um, you know, a lot of women in this industry. And I just don't, I don't have the energy, you know. And so having to come and do the show and be entertaining and um, hopefully say something that will inspire people is hard to do because I'm not really feeling inspired myself. So I don't really have much to say about what's going on. Um, I've kind of been like away from social media and if I'm on it, I'm on it for like a second and I don't really click on any stories or know anything. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Um, <laughs> I've tried to stay abreast of what's going on in the, in the world of politics and um, that's just as depressing as the celebrity news fodder that comes through social media. But um, 
I think with the Kalani thing, the biggest thing is just, you know, I hope that people who do have mental issues and emotional issues actually get the help that they need and they aren't just, you know, posting pictures for the internet and just trying to elicit that type of sympathy, but actually going and getting the help that you really truly need because, you know, I, I do know that the internet is a place where people say a lot of mean things and the internet is a place where people don't think about what they say, but I think people's reaction to a person posting a picture of their suicide attempt or of the aftermath of their suicide attempt is, it reads to most people like a cry out for attention. I think it doesn't help when people do those things because people are able to disconnect from it and disconnect from the fact that there are people who are actually going through things and who actually need that help and need that sympathy and empathy from the world at large. So, you know, I pray for that young girl. I hope she gets what she needs and figures it out. And I hope that she stops looking for it in the men in her life who, you know, clearly don't care that much for her. Um, well, that's really all I have to say about that. There's, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard for, I haven't, I didn't record last week and I wasn't really going to record this week. But um, I know there are people who listen. I get your letters and I read your questions. And so I know that some of you guys are listening and you look forward to hearing me talk on Thursdays. And that's awesome. So I'm here anyway, um, regardless to how I feel and I hope that I can find something to say that might lift you up, but I think nothing is more important than being able to be honest and, and say when you're not feeling your best and when you're not feeling like you have much to offer. Um, I think it's, I think there's a, a myth that we kind of have to break down about, you know, women being, especially black women being strong and being, you know, um, unbreakable and you know infallible the entire time because that's just not who we are so I literally have been doing a lot of sleeping and um, a lot of working out and um, that's cool I guess because Beyonce just dropped a active wear line which is awesome for women like me who like to work out and sometimes want to go straight from a brunch to the gym or go straight from the gym to a brunch and her clothes seem like transitional workout clothes. So there's a silver lining in that. Um, what else have I been doing to make myself feel better? Eating, but not eating crazy, um, but just eating, eating more. When you're really busy, sometimes you forget to do that. Forget to feed yourself, forget to nourish yourself. So I've been doing, doing that. And, you know, I'm a believer in a glass of red wine all the time. But um, if you guys have anything that you want to share that you do to make yourself feel better, because you know what I do, I journal and I work out and, you know, I'll try to stay creative. But um, it's not always easy. It definitely isn't always easy. And we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, rejection can, can be hard and it can be really, you know, unsettling and unnerving. So I wanted to say that and be honest and open about that because, you know, I literally was laying in bed this morning and I was like, there's no way I'm doing that podcast. But here I am. Um, that's really all I can think of. Like I said, I haven't really been staying abreast of what's happening. 
in the industry, aside from, you know, castings rolling out and not seeing myself in something. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little, eh, about things. So, this will be a short episode. I'm gonna just, uh, take a break and then come back and answer some questions. And then I think I'll probably wrap up the show. This episode of Valuable Working Actress is sponsored by MoviePass. Head on over to moviepass.com slash partner slash working actress to find out how you can see unlimited movies in theaters for only $30 a month. $30 a month may seem like a lot, but when you think about how much it costs to see a movie in some of these bigger markets, it's an incredible investment. For only $30 a month, you can see every single movie in theaters for a base rate of $30 a month. I hope you all do it, and I'll see you at the movies. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, guys. Well, welcome back. We're ready for answers from an actress. You can always send your questions to diaryofawarkingactress at gmail.com. I'll do my best to get to your questions and answer them right here on the show. This first question comes from Elena B. Elena says to us, this is about last, I guess, two weeks ago, we were talking about slut-shaming and, you know, how... People have gone really, really overboard with using that term. And her question is, when is a hoe just a hoe? <laughs> I feel like we kind of answered that question last week. I mean, I, hey, I think that everybody just has to live and do their own thing and not worry about what other people think, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those touch-and-go subjects. Like, I think it's easy to say, well, I would never call a woman a hoe until she, like, sleeps with your boyfriend or sleeps with your husband or something, and then she automatically is a hoe, and then you, you know, are you slut-shaming, or are you calling her, you know, what she is or who she is? I think that word, hoe, is a power play. It's a power play usually used by men, but also used by women to shame women for whatever they do, you know? Um, And like I said, I think that everybody is a hoe in someone's eyes based on how they're seeing things or how they're looking at things or however they may feel about that person. Hoe just became a derogatory term for women just in general. And um, I think the idea of slut shaming has more to do with, from what I can gather, I don't know, with how a woman chooses to present herself publicly whether that's nude photos or being very scantily clad or whatever it may be, people feel like, you know, if you do that, then you automatically must be a hoe and that's problematic for people because you don't have any idea what that woman's doing when she's not in your face. So I don't know, girl. I mean, sometimes I guess a hoe is a hoe. I don't know. I I try not to really even think about it because... To me, everything has, like I said before, a label or a title. So the biggest thing right now I think that we can all do is just try to operate out of love and kindness and try not to be judgmental of what people are doing and just live your life and do what you feel like makes you a good woman, Christian, mother, daughter, sister, you know, whatever. Um. Okay, the second question comes from someone who wants to remain anonymous. And the question is, is it sometimes okay to allow a personal conflict to affect a professional relationship? So I'm guessing what you mean, you go on to kind of explain it. So I'll I'll give the short of the long of it. Basically, she's working with someone who she doesn't feel like she works well with and she feels like that person's um, energy 
affects her ability to do her job well, so she does not want to work with this person anymore. Um, I think that's a very touchy subject because not all the time are you able to work with people you like, right? That's the first thing. But this, from what you're saying, if this is a thing where you get to choose who you're going to work with or you get to choose whether or not you're going to work with this person, but you're still able to do what you really want to do ultimately, then of course. I mean, I would choose to have the best energy around me as I can. I would choose to work with people who bring the best out of me. And I would choose to work with people who I feel like have my best interest at heart as well. So if the choice is yours to make, then of course, I would choose to keep my circle positive instead of negative. And um, if that's, you know, if that means you don't get to do something with this person or you're feeling like the professional thing won't happen because you don't really know how to deal with the personal conflict that you're having, then I think that you kind of have to make a decision that allows you to put your best foot forward. There are a lot of people who would tell you, well, you know, just get over that, do what you have to do, bite the bullet. But I completely understand what it's like to be working with someone and you feel like, I don't know, like there's just, there's an energy here that I feel like is not supportive. It's not, you know, it's not positive enough for me to be able to do my best work. And if you feel like that's what it is, then I do think you have a responsibility to yourself to do what you need to do to make sure that whatever work gets put out there that has your name on it is the best work possible. Because nobody's going to know that y'all have this thing going on or that there's any bad blood between you two. They're not going to know that. They're only going to see the finished product. And if the finished product is not going to make you look good, then I don't think it's worth doing it at all. Um, and I, like I said, I know that's easier said than done. I, I can't really tell if this is like a creative project or if this is just like at work or something, but if there's a way for you to choose who you're working with, I would definitely not choose someone who has bad vibes. And I would immediately separate myself from the situation if I can. But if you can't, then I would say, you know, you need to figure out ways. This is an act, acting exercise that I feel like kind of works in life. It's when you would play opposite someone, for example, and you know, you're going into it just as an actor and then there, there's just that person and you, and you, you know, you don't really have time to really fall in love with someone. My acting teacher would say, find two or three things about that person that you like and decide that you're in love with those things. And that may seem like foo foo, but I've, I've done it in, in professional settings when I didn't really like somebody or didn't really care for somebody. And I go, you know what? She has really, really nice hair. So every time I see her, I'm just going to focus on the hair. Like, I love your hair, girl. Always beautiful. Because what that does is that it brings positive energy into the circumstances and into the relationship. And so you don't focus so much on the things that you hate. And everybody, I don't care how hard they are, I don't care how much of a a-hole they are, how much of a b-word they are, whatever it may be, people love compliments. They love to feel special. They love to feel like someone, you know, notices something about them that maybe other people don't or that maybe other people don't comment on. So if you're able to do that, just to like latch on to that one or to those one or two things that you find compelling about that person, then I think it'll help you get through those rough times and those rough days where you're really like, oh, I could just choke the living daylights out of you. Um, that's my 
my advice, I, I know it's it's hard, it's super hard to work with someone and feel like all the, the vibes are bad. And um, it's also one of those things where you're like, well, do I want that to get in the way of my money or do I want that to get in the way of my opportunities? Maybe I should just look past it and, and just stick in there. But you only have one life and you don't want to spend any significant amount of time in your life having to be in situations that you absolutely hate or in situations that are draining you because they're not positive. So that's my advice. I hope it helps. I hope there's something in there that can help you out. And as always, you guys can send me your questions to diaryofaworkingactress at gmail.com. You can also Facebook me, Iman Milner, or Instagram me, Iman N. Milner. And I'm on Twitter at Best New Actress. So, you know, there's tons of ways to get in touch with me. But I'm looking forward to hearing your, reading your questions and being able to answer them here on the show. Um, so let's take a small break and I'll be right back with this week's diary entry. Hey guys, this episode of Diary of a Working Actress is sponsored by MoviePass. Head on over to moviepass.com slash partner slash working actress to find out how you can see unlimited movies in theaters for only $30 a month. Now let's get back into the show. All right, guys, so it's time for this week's diary entry. And you can always email me at diaryofaworkingactress at gmail.com if you have any concerns or things that you want me to read or talk about on the journal entry portion of the show. Um, I kind of already talked about how I'm feeling at the beginning of the show. So um, this is mostly just like things you can do to pull yourself kind of out of that slump, out of that rejection slump. Um, working out for me has been so, so imperative over the last week or so, just trying to keep my endorphins high and trying not to just kind of get in that ease that comes when, when you're like feeling bad for yourself. It just starts to feel like a comfortable place. So working out kind of forces you to kind of, you know, just snap out of it at least for a minute because you have to focus your attention on something else outside of yourself, um, which brings me to focusing out on something else outside of yourself, you know, figuring out how you can be a blessing to other people and, you know, volunteer or just help out a friend or help out, you know, someone who has a kid who you think may want a date night, volunteer to babysit for them or whatever it may be. There's just so many ways that you can um, just stop thinking about yourself for a little bit. And uh, also trying to create gratitude list every day. It's really easy to start thinking, oh, I don't ever get anything. Nothing good is happening in my life. So you kind of have to force yourself to rethink and to start, you know, writing out all the good things that happen throughout your day. Even the little small things. Someone held the door open for you. Someone, you know, brought you a snack or whatever it may be. There's just so many good things happening. So you kind of have to remind yourself. Um, so working out, taking the attention off of yourself and giving back to others, and then creating a gratitude list, um, just writing down all the things you're grateful for. Even if for a while all you can write is, I'm breathing, I'm alive, my family's safe, and everybody I love is safe. If those are the only things you can, you know, come up with for right now, I think that's okay as long as you have something that you're writing down every day to remind yourself that, you know, there is something to be happy for and to be joyous about and to live for. So I think those things are the three things I would say are the most helpful. Because I said, like I said, this show isn't going to be that long. I guess I'll just put in what I'm watching right here. Um, I did watch The Path on Hulu, which is basically a show about Scientology or like those cultish type religions. It's actually pretty good. Aaron Paul is a star of it with Hugh Dancy, who's really, really scary as like the cult leader. 
such an interesting show. Um, if you haven't seen Going Clear, the HBO documentary, I think you should watch that first and then you should start watching The Past. Really think it's an interesting show. Wish it was more diverse, but hoo-ha. Um, and I think that's it. I've, I've caught up kind of on Blackish and Modern Family, which are my favorite comedies. And um, because I've been trying to cheer myself up, I've been watching comedies. I did watch um, Dave Chappelle's Killing Me Softly, which I have forgotten was like one of my favorite stand-ups. Dave Chappelle's one of my favorite comedians. Um, and I also watched HBO has these series of comedy stand-ups that are only 30 minutes. And there are a lot of different comedians who have them. And um, I watched Martin Lawrence's, and this was like back in the 90s, so really young Martin Lawrence and it was really funny and that's really what I've been doing to cheer myself up is watch a lot of comedies and watch a lot of funny things and um I think that's about it that's really all I've been watching this week so if there's anything you guys want to promote any shows any web series any films or indie films that you've seen that you love let me know um holler at me on Twitter on Facebook or whatever and just let me know what you're watching and I'll promote them here on the show Thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you next week.